0: Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horniman, aka the Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone, and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. So we've been doing this a lot more often lately, right? bringing you stories of patients, people, hypothyroid patients, Hashimoto people that have been through the journey and that have achieved success and have a story to tell because it's important for me, as many of you know, I always preach the message of having hope that things can change, that things can be different, especially if you're in that low. And I know, you know, right now we're in the season of holidays. There's a lot of festivities, a lot of parties, a lot of eating, a lot of drinking. And, and you might be one sitting there going, this just sucks. Like, I don't even have the joy of the holiday season. I'm too scared to eat a freaking cookie because I'll put on weight. I don't want to have a glass of eggnog because there's too much sugar in it, you know, and you're just in that place of nothing's working. The weight's not coming off. I'm tired all the time. I don't feel like myself. I don't want to go out. I don't want to socialize. And that's not a place to live in. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. And that's why that's why I'm here. That's why I have my guests on, because we really want to talk about where she has come from, which is where many of you are, to where she is now, so that you can see that path, that journey, that transition. And then you can have the hope that you can experience the same kind of transformation that she has experienced. So Alexandra, thank you so much for coming on today and just being so open to share your story. I'm really excited to have you. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on. It's an honor.
1: honor.
0: So Alexandra is one of my patients. And how long have we been? Is it five months now? Four months? Five months? Uh, We started in July. Very cool. So tell everybody kind of where you were at when you came to me what were your biggest symptoms what what's your whole history of even the the process through other doctors misdiagnoses all of that good stuff so just start at the beginning
1: well you know just to go back to my childhood I was always a chubby kid and then anytime something that was significantly stressful happened I would put on 40 pounds if something horrible happened, and then I would try to lose it, but I didn't know how. Yeah, And I remember my parents saying, oh, maybe you have a thyroid problem and taking me to the doctor and they would test TSH and they'd say, oh, no, no, she's fine. She's fine. And I remember wishing I had a thyroid problem because it would be the answer be to the answer. what was going
0: on. How old were you then? Uh, this was probably when I was around eight or nine. That's pretty darn young to be thinking, I hope there's something wrong with me so that there's an answer as to why this is happening to my body at such a young age.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And by the time I was about 14, I remember asking my doctor to please test my hormones because I thought something was wrong. And my doctor said, I'm not testing your hormones because anything that we could do to help your hormones would just have worse side effects than what it would do to help you. So there's no point in even testing your hormones. And I just sort of lived with that for a while, became an adult, started asking doctors as an adult to test my hormones. And they all said, well, are you trying to have a child? And I'd say, well, no. And they would say, well, if you're not trying to get pregnant, then there's no reason to test your hormones. Fast forward to being 48 years old last year, I asked my doctor again, can you please test my hormones? I think they're a train wreck at this point. And she said, well, the average age of menopause is 51 and you're only 48. So there's no reason to test your hormones now because you're not in menopause. So here I am already 48 years old as of last year and still nobody was testing my hormones. I didn't know until I started listening to you, Dr. Amy, that I could request my own blood tests without a doctor prescribing them. Mm -hmm. And that has been a miracle because now I can see what's going on. And now because of listening to you, I know what to look for.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. So, all of your symptoms essentially started very, very young. When were you officially, when, when did you get that diagnosis? Finally, that answer that, you know, here is an issue. Now I'm not saying, you know, when we were working together, obviously we actually did the right treatment, but when did you actually get diagnosed? With you.
1: Angelica. Oh, was it with
0: me? Yeah. Okay. So that's when we figured it all out. Wow. Yep. No doctor ever told me something was wrong with my thyroid before. Ever. Years. That's 40 Mm -hmm. freaking years of you walking around. You probably did have it. If you were having those symptoms of DHV, you probably did have some kind of thyroid problem that young because we we can see it in very young children, especially when it is genetic. Did your mom have any thyroid problems?
1: I don't know. I don't know that she was ever tested properly. She had symptoms for sure. She absolutely had the same symptoms that I have experienced. So I think she did. Yeah. I think many of my family members have thyroid problems and don't know it.
0: And don't know it. Now that you know what to look for, all the signs and symptoms. Absolutely. So what yeah. were your biggest symptoms back then? What were the ones that were just, you know, plaguing you literally every day where you're like, what is going on outside of the weight? Of course, like you said, you would, you would put on weight whenever anything stressful happened. What else?
1: Uh, it was mostly the weight, but also when I started at the age of 12, having my period, they were, my periods were so painful. I would, every month I would vomit and then pass out every month. You would pass out. I would like, pass awesome. out. That's not right. And people, ups, would tell me, oh, you need to just learn to deal with this. You need to just get over this. You need to learn to exist in this world as a woman, (laughs) with this problem.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to pass out once a month. (laughs) Just get used to it. Oh, my God. Okay.
1: And and I was taking public transportation to high school, uh, so I'd be on an hour-long train ride in New York City, afraid of passing out. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Legit fear. Yeah. It It just amazes me that people are not helped. Not just myself, but everybody is not helped. They're not listened to the the medical gaslighting that happens. People think that that you're exaggerating or or you're you're making things up or something. I don't know, but the help is there. The help is out there. We know how to help people with these types of symptoms. and people like me and people like many of your listeners are not being helped until they, find you or find someone else who's who's like you who can help them
0: right right and I you know we, we talk about this so much on here and I talk about this with other people as to the why and the only thing I can really come up with is the fact that we we do live in an insurance-based society and unfortunately medicine is no longer you know your doctor does a house call like in the old days it is mm-hmm. all insurance based to where the physicians themselves are being run by insurance company told you you have to see. And my sister is, a, is an example of this. Many of you might know that my sister is a geriatric doctor, but she is in the medical system down in Florida. And she often will complain to me and say, even though she is essentially like the best geriatric doctor in the country, they'll overload her schedule. And here's these old people coming in. I mean, they, they're they not used to this five to seven minute kick your ass out the door kind of visit, but she'll be overbooked. Like They will book her 40 patients in a day or however many in an hour to where you just don't have the time. So the doctors are coming in and they don't have the time to listen. They don't have the time to dig through all of your labs and paint those pictures that we can do or that we do do in functional medicine where we're connecting the dots. They don't have that time. Now, why they don't test thoroughly, I still don't have an answer for that. You know, why? Because with you, Alexander, if we would just go back and let's say if we could reverse you to the age of 12, like when your period is really bad and you're passing out, And we were to test all of your thyroid, all of your hormones, you know, we would probably see the thyroid problem at that point in time. And then it would be connected. I bet money that you had like PCOS Mm -hmm. or like PCOS, polycystic ovarian. So you had some, maybe low progesterone. Did they end up putting you on birth control then?
1: I did go on birth control when I was 20.
0: Okay. So it took them that long. Here you are passing out at the age of 12. I'm not saying that birth control was the treatment to go. I'm just laughing at the fact that usually that's the first band-aid they're throwing out, you know, here, here, girl, have some birth control catch. Here's an antidepressant catch, you know?
1: And, and, you know, here I was, I was living in New York city. There are good doctors in New York city. It's not like I was in the middle of nowhere, someplace very rural where there wasn't good medical care. So mm-hmm. imagine all the people who are living in areas where where there aren't great doctors, right. they're not getting help either. So right. thank, thank God for you, Dr. Amy. Thank uh, God for you.
0: Thanks. I don't pay her to say that at all. She's totally just saying that. <laughs> <much. laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Now you and I start working together. We figure out the problem. We start putting you on the correct thyroid medication. What are you on right now? Just for the listeners to hear.
1: Right now I'm on 25 micrograms of Synthroid mm-hmm. and 60 micrograms of lyothyronine split dosed.
0: Split dose, 30, 30. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like to share that is because there is no one size fits all with thyroid. We know that. Some people are optimized at, let's say 20 micrograms of T3 and 75 micrograms of T4. Some people are optimized- like I'm at the other end of the spectrum with T3 only at 150. So you can fall anywhere in there, but I like saying the the med and the dose just so people can kind of wrap their mind around the fact that there is no one size fits all. So obviously with you, Alexander, we had to change that ratio. It's what I'm always talking about, about changing that ratio of T4 to T3, where your reverse T3 would want to keep creeping up. And so we have to keep the T4 low, you know, just enough in. And you you tolerate the 25 really well. Your reverse T3 is below a 12, but we have enough T3 in that this 25 is just kind of sitting in reserves. That's your storage. You know, yeah, we can pull from it, we can convert over to T3 if we have to, but we have enough T3 on board to really run the show. Now that's not to say there might not be another change for you in the next two to six months. Who knows? We just keep on, on top of it. But I just like to, to share with the audience too, because a lot of people might be going, well, wait a minute, my doctor only gave me five micrograms of T3 and said that's as high as she'll go. Or, you know, I, and I've heard even functional, this is why I bitch about this all the time, functional practitioners, oh, I I I can't go above 50 micrograms of T3. Oh, no, no, I'll, I'll no, wait. Well, what if they need it? So just like in the case of Alexandra, what if what if you need it?
1: Right, exactly. And and just to go back to when we first started in July, I started on 50 micrograms of Synthroid. Yep. And 20 micrograms of liothyronine split, and my reverse T3 went up on yep. those doses. So yep. we you and I tried a few different combinations and watched the reverse T3 come back down. So sometimes you do have to play around with it to get the right combination.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, it's finding that, that perfect glove, you mm-hmm. know, the perfect fit, the Cinderella slipper, whatever mm-hmm. analogy you want to use, exactly. <laughs> it's just finding that perfect fit. So, mm-hmm. okay. I hormones, 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 cause you're, you're my age. So where were your hormones when we first started working together?
1: When we first started working together, my total testosterone was 11 and my progesterone was 3.6. Mm-hmm.
0: So not horrible. It wasn't like menopausal progesterone yet, but it was low. It was lower than what we want. Yeah.
1: My estrogen was 340. So that's definitely estrogen dominance.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Um,
1: And so I started, you you had me start taking oral progesterone from a compound pharmacy and injectable testosterone.
0: Yep. And my listeners know that that I like injectable testosterone when somebody is that low. If you were coming in with a testosterone of like 40, something like that, we just wanted to give you a little nudge, then cream can very oftentimes make the cut and do a great job. But if you're that low, I mean, I have seen three, I've seen less than three, I've seen five. When you're that low, that really is where we have to bring in. I like the injectable because it's a little bit more steady. You can control it a little bit more and it's definitely absorbed because you're injecting it just right into your subcutaneously into your fat. So just information, I know you know this, but information for the listeners. And it's very interesting when I'm working with women in their 40s, because we, I say we collectively, are kind of in that perimenopause, could be dipping our toe into menopause. So that's why I always say with the optimal ranges, I can say that testosterone total optimal range has to be above a 50 Progesterone, I like to see in the double digits, but if you're taking oral, it might not get there because it doesn't get picked up on blood work as well. But estrogen can go either way. You can be estrogen dominant, mm-hmm. or you could be, you know, estrogen in the menopausal tank. So it really can, it could go either way with you. And the same thing, we're just going to watch now, now that we brought you out of that estrogen dominant state. Now we have to watch and just, I mean, aging is unavoidable. Right. Menopause itself is unavoidable, but dot, dot, dot. We don't have to deal with all the symptoms of it because now we have you on hormones and here's some estrogen waiting in the wings, just saying, Alexander, whenever you need me, I'm right here. You know, And then we can always add that in too when your estrogen starts to go the other way. So having those hormones on board is not only going to make your transition into menopause whenever it decides to occur for you more pleasant, I mean, very pleasant to where you're like, what's menopause? And then at the same time, there's another layer to that for those listening that you can even do something like rhythmic dosing, the Wiley protocol, where you're actually getting your cycle and you do not go fully into menopause per se. So (laughs) yeah, a couple of different ways to do that, but I just wanted to kind of hear uh, what your hormones were like. So what are the results? What has changed from when you started until now?
1: So, so I'd like to, I'd like to bring up the fact that in 2018, I started learning Kung Fu. Okay. Yep. And I go to this wonderful school and we have, um, I even do some private lessons with one of the teachers so that I can learn better and and become stronger so that I can do some of the things that are required in Kung Fu. And before I started with the testosterone, I wasn't making any progress and i kept getting bigger i think because i was having some stress at work and it got to the point where i didn't even want to wear this the the brand the school branded t-shirts outside of the school because i felt like i don't look like someone who does kung fu
0: oh
1: how can i advertise this school with this t-shirt when i look like this and so starting to take the testosterone and having the thyroid meds and losing some of the weight, I, I actually now feel confident enough to wear those t-shirts outside of the school. Because now, I mean, cool. I still have a long way to go, but I'm starting to feel like I look like someone who may do Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome. You know? Oh, you're know, you badass. You look like it. Yes. <laughs>
1: Absolutely,
0: and, that's and the so progesterone
1: hard. has really helped my sleep. Before I started the progesterone, I had I had insomnia for a couple of years, and that didn't help my insulin resistance at all. Right, because I would only get three or four hours of sleep a night. It was horrible. And before we started the progesterone, I had found CBD, yep. and I was taking CBD to help me sleep at night, and that did help. Sure. But the progesterone has really just been what I needed. It yeah. it has given me wonderful, restful nights of sleep. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Sleep is nice. Asleep, yeah. Sleep is good. Yeah. Now how much weight have you lost?
1: 28 pounds as of Woo. today. That's amazing.
0: That's so amazing. That is such a win. Wonderful. Such a
1: win. It's wonderful. Thank you.
0: So cool. Thank you.
1: And and I also want to tell you that before we started working together, all of my muscles and joints were aching terribly Mm -hmm. for a really long time. And I kept wondering what the heck was going on. I didn't know whether I wasn't stretching properly or maybe I I needed to take more of the CBD because it has an anti-inflammatory effect or something like that. I didn't know what was going on, but that is now gone.
0: That's so cool is gone. Wow. That's so cool. That's amazing. Wow. Okay. Lifestyle, lifestyle changes, diet, lifestyle. What were those that you had to implement and was it hard? So one of the first things that I did after I found you was to eliminate
1: gluten. And initially that was a little bit difficult because obviously I know it's in bread and pasta and things like that, but I didn't know what else it was in. So mm-hmm. it was a learning experience trying to figure that out. You told me about a meal service that delivers pre-prepared meals, and I started ordering those And it was wonderful because my husband tried them too, and he doesn't have a thyroid problem or a weight problem, or he's not celiac or anything like that, but he enjoyed the meals too. So then he said, please start ordering them for me too. And so now we eat them together. So he's been so supportive and I make certain choices now, like we can still go out to eat, but I won't get the gluten containing ingredients in my food. Right. So for example, we can go out and get some kind of like ramen or pho or, or noodle soup of some sort. And I'll just say, please don't put the noodles in it. And yeah. and they'll do it, you know, so you yeah. can get a burger and not eat the bun, you know, little things like that. And initially, yes, a little bit difficult initially, but it has become a way of life and it's not difficult anymore. And there are enough people out there doing this, making these kinds of choices right. that right. the people who serve food and sell food aren't surprised. They don't think it's strange.
0: They're used to you you're absolutely right. It's it's a lot more accepted and streamlined these days at restaurants for sure. Yeah. Because true celiacs, I mean, they can have a serious reaction. Right. If they're exposed. So Yeah, you're right. I
1: remember one one waiter asked me, oh, do you have a do you have a gluten allergy? And I said, No, 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 it's okay. I don't have a gluten allergy. I just am trying to stay away from it. But they were they were concerned. They were they were worried. They didn't want their patrons to become sick eating there, obviously.
0: Right. And then sometimes you have to say that you have a gluten allergy just because so they will take it seriously. Right, right. Yeah. And they won't slip in and just be like, yeah, just tell her this is gluten free. It's not (laughs) cool. Oh my gosh. Alexander, you've had such a transformation. I mean, Thank you've been you. dealing with this for a lot of years. And, and, and I, I, I will ask this question of you as well because I have asked it with other guests. And the reason I ask is because I've experienced it. When we figured out what was wrong with you and we started you on your healing journey per se, was there anger that came up at all?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I wouldn't say. At first, there was anger. I would say, at first, there was such relief, utter yeah. joy that yeah. somebody yeah. like you exists in this world who will help people with this problem, utter joy and gratitude. And then, over time, anger, not really knowing whether to be angry at people because they knew and didn't help or because they didn't know and weren't taught. Yep. You know, people can't help you if they don't know how to help you. But at the same time, why weren't they taught how to help people like us? So just anger, anger at the quantity of years that I lived with these problems when there was such a simple, not simple, but easy answer to implement. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that I could have become optimized when I was much younger, no, but okay. that's just, it's just not the way it happened. And I'm so grateful I'm optimized now because now, you know, the years are going to pass anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
1: so thank goodness I have the optimization now and from now on, I can feel better and live my life better and, be so much healthier and so much more comfortable in my body
0: well that's a huge attitude shift though because you did go through and i think we all go through those the grief emotions essentially Mm -hmm. realizing that we lost we lost a a piece of who we could have been right Right. we didn't lose years we're still here we're still productive we're still living learning loving everything but who you could have been but now you have made that tremendous mental shift through being in the present moment and seeing what you have right now and being grateful for it. And now just all sights ahead, just what's next in the future. Let's bring it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I tell everybody about you and I try to get everybody to listen to your podcasts and I I, I don't know what percentage of them listen to me, but I try really hard. Thank
0: you. Well, no, I mean, you just, you just being, and being who you are shows the world much more than telling. Telling people, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll listen, I wrote, wrote write it down. But when they see you and not only the body transformation, but just, I mean, you're you're glowing, you know, you're like a different person. You are a different person. So seeing that transformation is what inspires. And then of course, hearing your story, just like people listening here, hearing your story, is so impactful because you've dealt with this for so long. And then to finally get the answers later in life, it's never too late. It's, it's never, never too late.
1: late. It's never too late. But start now, everybody, please. Amy's here. She can help you. Start now.
0: You know, I think that's going to be the name of the podcast. It's never too late, but you got to start now. Yeah. You know, because you don't want to waste any more time. Why, you know, why waste more of your life, right? Yeah. Well no, thank you for coming on and sharing your story and like I said just being open and vulnerable and letting people know even about your childhood and what you went through. What would you like to leave people with? Well, you kind of already left a really good message. We should probably just end it right there with the with the yeah, just start now. But any yeah. other any any other last words, Alexandra?
1: I just am so incredibly grateful for you and, and that you exist and that you are helping people. I, I can't even express how grateful I am to you.
0: Well, thank you. I don't thank even you. have the words. There's a decent handful of us out there, but there needs to be more. You know, the, the and I, I say it over and over again, that the thyroid is very nuanced art. You really have to work with someone that's already walked in those shoes or they won't they won't understand it. They won't understand the struggle that comes with it. So yeah, no, I agree with you. And well, thank you. Thank you. And and I do agree that there just has to be more of us out there helping people, listening, and diving in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. And everyone thank listening you. greatly appreciates it because you've just given another nugget of hope that things can change.
1: Things can change.
0: Absolutely. All right, Alexandra, take care and have a Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas, Dr. Henry.
0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast.